You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Tusei. And I am joined for our first episode of season two with a new friend, a good friend, a brother, actually. My man, Miles Moses Spann, also known as... Mr. Magnificent Miles. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that sounded real smooth. All right, and so today for... The first episode of season two. I thought I want I wanted to do something special for for y'all for all my followers who have been rocking with the podcast since day one, and also for new people. Um, I just wanted to give you all a chance to hear more about me as a co-host, so you can know who is Mr. Saving Woke, uh, who is this guy, um, to know more about what makes me tick, about my motivations for doing the podcast. Um, what led to come, what led to the creation of the podcast? And I thought, well, once I met my man, <laughs> Mr. Magnificent, right here, and we got to talking with one another and got to see that you know, hey man, we're on a lot of the same wavelengths. And I thought, hey, we actually kind of thought at the same time, which is how I knew it was from the Lord. I was as I was thinking, hey, you should. It'll be, it'll be cool if you interviewed me. Miles was just uh, riding me in the car. And he was like, hey, man, I think I want to interview you. <laughs> so we just thank, we just praise God for bringing us together. Um, how we met could be another episode in and of itself. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this is going to be a special episode because all of season one, I was pretty much leading every episode, and I was either interviewing D or bouncing things off D, who will be back for season two. Um, but today... It's going to be all about Mr. Magnificent interviewing me so that y'all can get more insight into who I am. And so without further ado, I'm going to pass it off to my guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel special. Do I need to, like, look in the camera a certain way? Do I look I think good? you're good. The lighting in here is poor. Eh, eh. Anyway, so. It's uh, okay. You know. Me. Well, um, Juan. What up? Mr. Stay saved and woke. And woke. Saved and woke. Yes. Which is completely different than being saved or woke. Mm-hmm. Tell so, me, tell me first, what is what do you think the first and most important thing people should know about you and your brand? What would you say if somebody came across your page, mm-hmm. if somebody bumped into you on the street? And they knew you as Mr. Saved and Woke. Yeah. What does that mean? What do you want them to leave with? What okay. is the message? Okay. So there's kind of a couple questions in there. I'm going to start. You might have to remind me. I'll remind but, you. Don't worry. So the first question I'll answer is, what is the first thing I want people to take away from the page for myself? So the first thing is, like, I want them to understand that I... I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. And not only that I believe in Christ, but that my identity as a believer represents the core of who I am. 
So anything else that I might be, like a student, a father, um, a woke individual, mm. is it revolves around that core identity and that I'm a believer. I believe that um, God is real, that he loves us, and that he came down to earth in the form of his son Jesus and died for our sins. Um, so that we could want to know him, have a relationship with him, and have eternal life with him forever. Mm, 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 it's kind of redundant. I say eternal and forever. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so that's the first thing. Um, what was the next question? So the next question is when they come across you on social media and they see Mr. Saved and Woke. Not mm. just understanding like, oh, I bumped into Juan. Yeah. But Mr. Saved and Woke. Gotcha. Let's let's you spoke a little bit about being saved, mm-hmm. right? So let's break it apart. Explain to me what wokeness is. Okay, so can get a little dicey here. Okay, as we've had, as we found out in other conversations <laughs> uh, that we've had, just you know, offline. But so first, I will give like a very general definition of what I believe most people are talking about when they're when they use the term woke and mm-hmm. then I will give you how I understand wokeness. Okay. Um so So you're gonna much, give us to to be clear, you're gonna give us what you think the popular definition exactly. of wokeness is. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna compare that to your own personal Yes, I'm a juxtapose it. Ooh Juxtaposition. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So, I believe that most people, when they're using the term woke or wokeness, are referring to just either um, an understanding of socio and political realities, usually around race and um, blackness, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that are usually hidden like and this is give you an example like if you, if you understand um contrary to what people will tell you and that's also a part of but like uh, a big part of being woke is not accepting i guess the, the popular narratives about american history especially or western history and culture um and society so like I don't know, what's something you could be woke about? Uh, the criminal justice system. So, you know, most, like, we're, we're taught and everybody's taught that, you know, people are arrested only when, they're do, when they do crimes and that even when they're in prison, that the purpose of the criminal justice system is to rehabilitate, you know, people who commit crimes. If you're woke, you understand that that is not, that sometimes that happens to occur, but... Um, all criminal justice systems are usually mainly utilized as, you know, a system of control. And in America, uh, a system to control, oppress, and exploit black and brown people. Um, so if you're aware of things like this, and it's stuff beyond race too, uh, but if you're aware of things like this, people, you know, say, oh, you woke. Here's your woke card. As opposed to being sleep. Sleep, which is... So, yeah. so, so from my understanding, this is what, what I've gotten from 
these conversations and the evolution of the word mm -hmm. is that your sleep, if you believe whatever the mass media, the overall social consciousness mm -hmm. is telling you without doing your own further research and understanding. Yeah, pretty much how I think of it is like, if you still believe what you learned in second grade social studies, you sleep. Okay, all right. <laughs> We could push back on that all day, but okay, you know what? And I think I think popular culture would agree with you. The idea of wokeness, like, so what would you say is the image? When people talk about the image of a woke person, what image pops into your head? Into my mind? Okay, well, this is really subjective, so I'm not going to say that this is just definitely it. But, okay, when I, I think mean, of a woke person... It could be subjective. I'm yeah, asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The image of a woke person. Well, I do see in my when I when I think of that woke individual. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm thinking of. I see a guy, mm -hmm. who is a brother. <laughs> and um, I guess, yeah, a millennial. Yeah. I'm thinking of a millennial. And I see him in an urban setting. He's educated. Um, with at least a bachelor's, probably as if he doesn't already have a master's, you know, mm -hmm. he's got, mm -hmm. he's got that in his sights. Um, and it's just making moves. Um, it, there is some, you know, some angst, mm. maybe even some, some anger. Okay. Um, and just this awareness that this veneer of equality in this you know egalitarian society based on uh, individual merit is not really how things are set up mm, okay so yeah that's the first definition of wokeness okay and the okay. first image of wokeness that i see so i'm gonna get back to your personal definition after this mm -hmm. but before even asking that, so then we have the image of wokeness. What is the image of someone who is saved? Someone who is saved. Okay. Someone who is saved. This might be, hopefully it might be a simpler definition. <laughs> um, it's just someone who is, who realizes that the God of the Bible is real. And that he came down to earth in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, left his, you know, heavenly throne to come down and live the perfect life that we could not live and had failed to live many, mm -hmm. many times over. Um, so that the, he then could then, he could then take on the death that we deserved for our, for our sin um, and be raised to new life so that we having died with him spiritually, mm -hmm. um, we could live with him upon believing in him. Okay. Um, and so, and that, that I guess, it, you didn't ask me to do this, but if I was to, <laughs> like, if I'm thinking of a person, like, I almost can't even think of one particular person that, that, that could embody that just because the Bible is for everyone, Christ is for everyone, salvation mm -hmm. is, is for everyone so I can see anybody being saved mm -hmm. um, 
But do you think that is the common perception? When someone says, woke, we created this urban, young, black, maybe educated, who Mm -hmm. is looking at a system and may have a little bit of angst, but is looking at a system that inevitably failed him in that concept. Yeah, and I'm not... And when you th- and, and we know it's not a... Uh, we know there's no such thing as absolutes. So yeah. we're not going to say this works for everybody. We're not mm-hmm. going to say anything like that. Yeah. But an idea is that we have an image of someone who's woke. What is the image from the majority of people in popular culture? If they would think, if you would talk and walk up about... Uh, say, what is the first thing you think of when you think of someone saved? Gotcha. What is the image that pops into their head? Okay. Well, a lot of people don't even know what saved means. So what I'm gonna, what I, how I'm going to answer the question is, the I guess, the prevailing images of what a Christian yeah. is. And so I think there might be two, I guess. And probably these are colored by the fact that of where we're from. Like, we're in, like, we're in the South. We're in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I've been born and raised in North Carolina. So I think there's like maybe two two images of Christians that are the prevailing ones in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I believe that there's this one image of Christians, especially if you say evangelical Christians, mm-hmm. that is just white, uh, either conservative or from conservative to radically conservative. And that is also like closed off to anything regarding wokeness or social consciousness or anything that sounds remotely progressive or mm-hmm. and I like this progressive I don't know if y'all can see that <laughs> um, I did air quotes also for people listening <laughs> I'm progressive um, so yeah I guess that's the image and then another image is just like really traditional country black people just going to church who go maybe out of some belief or maybe even a lot of belief in the actual substance of the Bible but also just out of like tradition Mm -hmm. that we go to church on Sunday because we go to church on Sunday Mm -hmm. that's it you know Um, yeah so that's the two images that pop into my mind you say Christian. Or what I think people think of when they say Christian, of course. The first what comes into my mind when I think Christian was the first thing I shared was like all people. So now that you've talked about the image of someone who's saved and the image of someone who's woke, you portraying yourself as Mr. Save and Woke, mm-hmm. how do you think the masses and the public will perceive how those things intersect. Mm -hmm. So what is the image that you think other people have when you say Mr. Saved and Woke? Yeah, okay. Super large and for Sam. (laughs) Yeah. So, honestly, when I first got the idea to do the Saved and Woke podcast, I actually thought, and I probably, I think I still think this too, that most people, when they heard saved and woke, wouldn't even be able to put those things together. 
Um, because, Why? Because, and I talked about this in the, definitely in the introduction of season one of the podcast and probably in some of the episode, other episodes, um, that I believe that's because saveness or Christianity and wokeness or social consciousness are often presented as mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, of course, I don't believe that, obviously, which is why I have the start, started the Save the World podcast, and mm-hmm. you're probably going to get into that later. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of think that most people will have a struggle with that, to, to have these, I guess, conflicting identities you know, embodied in the same person mm-hmm. um, or in the same group of people. Uh, how, and then, however, I, I definitely made this, the Save the World podcast also not just for the people who couldn't get it, um, but for the people who do get it, like mm-hmm. for the other saved world people out there who know that Jesus is real, who knows that who knows that Jesus loves us, yeah. but who also knows that and understand that a lot of what people refer to as Christianity and what a lot of stuff is, you know, preached about, like it, even in pulpits, is just a lot of like American propaganda and like artifacts of. Western culture that did not originate from the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, when I often think about uh, wokeness, I just always think of the guy who's doing like really angsty black power poetry. And he's like, and you don't understand because, you know, you still believe in in the Christian Bible because yeah he's where he's wearing he's wearing like African garb that he doesn't understand which country it came from he might understand it though he might hopefully but I mean he's usually the one that's like wearing uh uh he's wearing an ankh and uh and some true religion jeans like like I that that is the image because yeah. I have I have two conflicting yeah. images I have people where they say they claim wokeness by saying that they have an elevated form of thought. But sometimes it's just counterculture. Sometimes it's just counterculture. But even more when I think about it, I've been thinking about how specifically when you tell someone that you still believe in Jesus Christ, But but, but you care about politics and dismantling systematic racism, because Christianity has been used to hold down black people for such a long time. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, wokeness and savedness mm-hmm. don't match. Yeah, and I get it. Like, that's another reason I wanted to start the podcast is because I feel like one of the pitfalls of just people in general, mm-hmm. but especially saved people and woke people, is because is that we cannot listen to somebody else who just is diametrically opposed to us, mm-hmm. but still pick out the valid points in their in their argument, mm-hmm. you know, because someone who is saved and who's gone to you know a I guess a pretty proudly progressive university um, with or at least with has a large progressive uh, population anyway 
you know, I can understand. So I can, I can see, okay, I can understand Christianity, obviously. But then I can also understand the, the socially conscious arguments and the socially uh, conscious rhetoric, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, that's why I, I, I brought the podcast on. Because even when, I, even when I'm talking about stuff that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. I don't just shoot it down. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, I always start off um, with, or I purpose to, because, you know, we, we develop as we go on. It's my first season. I've never done a podcast before. But one thing that I purpose to do is to, when I'm starting uh, a subject, especially if I'm talking, especially if the purpose of that episode is to show the fallacy of the argument, I start off with the validity of the argument. So I start mm-hmm. off with the point. So, like, if I'm talking about, um, if I'm, if the, the episode is more of like one of my, I don't know, one of my woke episodes um, where I'm talking about like something that Christians have done wrong or thought wrong or have been taught wrong, I will first acknowledge the validity of it. So like I can't, one doesn't come to mind right now. Um, well, let's say, hmm. Hold on, let's. Let's take a, pa- a pause, a moment we for will a take second, a pause. and we're back. So, Juan, so now that we've talked a little bit about the image of saveness and the image of wokeness together, uh, separately, and then talking about the, the combination of those two, mm-hmm. how do you want people to perceive you as Mr. Saved and Woke? It's a good question. Um, so, like I said earlier, I kind of expect people not to understand saved and wokeness, savedness mm-hmm. and wokeness, you know, being together in the same person. So what I would like people to do is just be confused and just roll with it. <laughs> and to just, you know, listen to the podcast, watch the videos, and to come see what it is that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not, of course... I created the Save the Woke podcast for people who already on, who are already on the same wavelength, so to speak, as I am, who understand, you know, save and saveness and wokeness, and um, just would like to connect with a platform that's you know talking about things from a perspective that they share. Um, but I also want people to just because I mean I'm a student, so I guess and like we're all students in here, and we understand the the benefits and what happens when you get into a space where you understand some things, but not everything. And, and, and you don't understand in a way that kind of throws you off balance. Mm-hmm. Um, because eventually you have to find your bearings. And then when you find your bearings, you're, you find yourself standing, if even momentarily, from a, new, from a different perspective than the one that you came in with, you know? So that's what I want people to do, um, because I get it. Like, I didn't talk about saving woke stuff because it was easy to talk about, or because a lot of people already understand. Like, the reason I started the podcast was because I felt like there was no place for me to safely talk about um, issues surrounding social justice from a Christian perspective, or talk about things from a Christian perspective. I mean, talk about Christian topics, or however you want to say it, from uh, 
socially conscious perspective. Um, so yeah, just listen to the podcast or watch the podcast, get confused, and enjoy the ride. That's what I want people to do. Okay, okay. Well, not get, not stay confused though. <laughs> just stay confused. But stay woke. Wait. <laughs> okay, so next question for you mm-hmm. would be, I'm a, I don't believe, mm-hmm. but I'm a friend of you. Yeah. And I say, you know what? I'm going to check out the Saved and Woke podcast. What do you want me to get from watching? Okay. Or listening? Yeah. So, if you're not saved, or you're not a believer in Christ, but you're listening or watching the podcast, then I would assume that you're watching or listening because you are woke or you are socially conscious. Um, and that's really what, that's one of the main target groups of my podcast is. So I would like, to, and I assume that most people who are woke don't like or don't rock with Christianity because of what some of the things that we were talking about earlier of, of how Christianity was used to oppress people. I was oppressed, used to oppress women, used to oppress a whole continent of people, um, and used to oppress um, anyone who was not at a certain socioeconomic status, um, or used to demonize people who aren't the... So, if they don't fall yeah. into this, like, clear, defined category, what is it, the WASP, the white Anglo-Saxon <laughs> Protestant that's what that is. male, that's, that's what it stands for. Oh, okay. Um, so, maybe here's my question. So, because the first thing they're going to say is that if you're really woke, how can you still, how did you manage to take those two concepts and meld them together where you are feeling congruent with yourself. So how did you come to terms with the desolation that has been left behind through, to, uh, through the colonialization from Christianity or in the name of Christianity while still saying, you know, how, how is Jesus still your savior? So pretty much how can I be saved more? Yeah, no, I mean, so how would you tell someone from that aspect of saying that is woke, that thinks that Christianity is stupid and it is the tool of the oppressor, how did you come to terms with those two things together and say they're not different? Mm -hmm. Great question. So, the main thing is that in my studies of history and, you know, society. And just being in, you know, getting my master's in social work, we talk about oppression a lot. And a lot of times Christianity or snippets from the Bible have been used to oppress people. And just as someone who reads the Bible on a regular basis and has been studying it for a while, I, you know, you can know, you can, it's easy to see when things are being taken out of context and used in a way that was not their original intent. Mm-hmm. Um, so like 
if I was to think of an example, there is one, like, especially in regards to slavery, people talk about how the Bible was used to um, uh, validify or no, rationalize slavery. Um, and, like, I know there was, like, one scripture that was said to have been used to pacify uh, slaves a lot, which was that, you know, I think it's some, somewhere in Colossians where Paul was like, you know, slaves obey be your masters, obey yeah, your or, yeah, masters. be kind or, and obey your masters. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'm pretty sure they said that a lot. I'm pretty sure they, they pushed that down people's throats. But what they did not say was the next chapter over, which was masters, be kind. Do not lord over your slaves, knowing that you are on the same level as them, knowing that you, God is the master over you and them. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all have the same master, y'all on the same level. Um, so I can just see that uh, people in the past, by people I'm talking about, I guess people in power, the, the, the oppressors, um, just, just use or ha- who, who have those people who have used Christianity they only they only take the the parts of Christianity that that they like I was watching this video on um, Instagram and Jonathan McReynolds was talking about how people have this like a la carte Christianity and they say you know what I'm going to take that and I don't want that and that and that <laughs> you can keep the rest of that <laughs> these are the three things about Christianity that I like and that's what I'm going to run with um, so and, and, and you cannot you cannot do that. You have to take all of the Bible. You have to take all of what God's word is. Um, and then you will be able to actually live and portray uh, the life of a believer like the way God actually intends. So that's how I can say I'm saved and woke. Uh, well, that's, I guess the, the, part, the first part of it is that people take the Bible out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just to put this simply. Hey everybody, Mr. Saved and Woke here. I hope you are enjoying this interview and I trust that you are. It got kind of long, so we decided to split it up into two episodes. Didn't want to keep you for too long. Please come back to hear the conclusion and resolution of all the topics that we've gone through so far. And as always, keep the faith and stay woke.